All right. Uh, should we come up with uh, anything to start with, or um... um? What are your feelings on dogs? What is a dog? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is? It? Let's I... jump into it. Okay. <laughs> Hi guys, you're listening to the Color of Friendship. This week, we're talking about hounded. What are dogs? What? What is a dog? What do dogs know? Let's find out. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I don't want to turn any listeners off right at the, uh, out the gate, uh-huh. but I'm not a huge dog fan personally. Uh-huh. What? Well, okay. Um, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> they, Interesting way to start this off. They are too bony. Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they're they're like weird. Uh, so they they're like weird sinewy balls of muscle that are drool you eating on you. them? I don't understand <laughs> no, this complaint. I just don't want to snuggle with them. I think I'm allergic to dog saliva. Whenever a dog licks <laughs> me, <laughs> it gives me a rash. I mean, that might explain your aversion to dogs. What do you think about dogs, I think dogs Josh? are cool. I think dogs are a, a fun companion to have. Are you more of a cat person then? Or is that just... Yeah, I think I'm more of a cat person, <laughs> do prefer... but I don't think... I don't think they're related. Okay. Yeah, like, you're, you're I don't correct think on that point. My pre- my, Well, they are taxonomically related. They're both right. members of the the group uh carnivora mm-hmm. but uh they they uh diverged like 30 million years ago so okay yeah yeah yeah. who gives a shit so at that point so are you saying that your perfect pet would be sort of that primordial <laughs> species yeah i think so <laughs> i heard somewhere that the common ancestor of both dogs and cats like their last common ancestor right um had retractable claws like cats do that is kind of amazing i think a dog with retractable claws would be really really terrifying yeah that would be like the ultimate killer yeah (laughs) like the dog in this movie yeah which was what (laughs) hounded h-o-u-n-d-e-d which i don't i truly don't understand what the title has to do yeah when i think of the word hound I think of a specific type of dog yeah. called a hound. And I was thinking this would be a werewolf movie because the beginning <laughs> is like this flip book sort of 2D. It's sort of like. Oh, yeah. There is a werewolf at the beginning. Yeah. And the werewolf is like, like the kid's werewolf principal. Imagery. And that's the like opening of this movie. And this is when I realized, you know what? We're in for kind of a different sort of Disney Channel film. And, and it is October. So uh, it's pretty scary. I, I was correct. But not in the way that I thought I, I would think. be. <laughs> And then uh, uh, this this movie continues being scary, but with a different type of wolf, uh, small dog. Small dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the small um, dog doesn't even factor into the plot until maybe halfway through the movie. Yeah, it's very strange. I d- oh, we should say before we get too far into it, mm-hmm. um, jo- uh, Josh and I are here. Yes. Joel and Kyle are also are not here, here, but they're, they're squ- not- sitting quietly. <laughs> yeah, they're they. Uh, Josh, you were telling me you were getting over a cold of some kind, yeah. and I think Kylie and Joel both aren't getting over their colds. Right. They're um, both dying. I'm just very of- powerful. Is the mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, you're. You're so full of immune cells mm-hmm. that the good it can gut just... bacteria, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're eating yogurt twenty four seven. Yeah, I get three flu shots in a row. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and you just drink them. Yes. Can we talk about maybe? Should we start with the cast of this movie? 
Yeah, the, I don't remember anything about. Oh, I do actually. There are some uh, pretty impressive people. There's in some this hard movie. hitters. Uh, let's see. It's the. Uh, well, first there's Shia LaBeouf, the most obvious. So. Yeah. Very a He's, very young Shia LaBeouf, which I didn't really expect, but it happened. Um, yeah, he he's he's like twelve years old in this. Yeah, we have Craig Kirkwood, uh, who is is he famous? Um, nope, but he was just second listed. <laughs> he plays the brother. Um, but I thought he was in Remember the Titans. Yeah, uh, Jag. What is not Jag? much else? Why do fools fall in um, love? There was also. Uh, Ed Begley Jr. in this movie, uh-huh. who was very good. Ed Begley Jr. Ed Bagel Jr. is incredible yeah. in this movie. He's he's very corny. He, it's lovely. I did. I don't know why. I thought Craig Kurt was just a famous sounding name, but it, <laughs> apparently it yeah. is a good name. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the main character is played by none other than Taj Mori and Joel. Acted like that's a famous person, th- but uh, I've never heard of him. I think he might be. Uh, he does play young Sonic in Sonic the Hedgehog, the animated series. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> that's, if that's not famous, I don't know what is. And he plays um, Teddy in Full House. I think that's okay. the Olsen best friend. Okay. Maybe he's, he's in a lot of shows. That sounds famous. Yeah. More famous than me. More famous than... Young Sonic? No, definitely not. Young Sonic is definitely <laughs> far more young, famous. Young Sonic is definitely, like, even talking about Young Sonic on this podcast is kind of an insult to <laughs> right, Young Sonic. Right, right. We need to. We we have to sign off on Young Sonic's like. Yeah, we should really. <laughs> yeah, we we have to pay every time we mention <laughs> Young him. Sonic. At this point, we we owe about six thousand dollars to Young Sonic. <laughs> I Young I heard Sonic. he released his new mixtape. <laughs> That's interesting because Tosh Mori is a musician. <laughs> so, oh, really? So I wonder if he did ever release anything <laughs> as Young Sonic. I think that would be really really good. <laughs> well, if he didn't, we should. Right. <laughs> Because that's an untapped. There's uh, a market there. Yeah. For sure. Um, <laughs> uh, should we talk about the beginning of this film? Yeah, I forget how it starts. Um, well, first it's the flip book where a, pers- or a principal who turns into a werewolf um, terrorizes a young student as a flip book. Mm-hmm. But I thought that's like what the movie was going to be about. Turns yeah, out it's kind has of nothing to herring. do with anything. Um, the first half of this movie sort of wanders around, not sure what it's doing. Right. Um, but what I noticed from the very, very beginning is that the cinematography is, it's not amazing, but it definitely seems very much like a real movie that wouldn't be a Disney Channel movie. Like, it looks good, I think. Yeah, it's pretty decent. And it's- there's you know whip pans and camera movements and like interesting like weird zoom ins and stuff and you're like huh this is the best movie i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is really actually the best movie ever made um that's the it's kind of funny Whenever we talk about Disney Channel movies made before, like, 2003, uh-huh. we're like, wow, this really seems like a real movie. Yeah, something happened <laughs> That's, there. That Yeah, like, I'm not sure what it was, but something. They probably did, because this one looks like it was shot on film. So yep. I think when they transitioned to um, digital, and I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, digital Oh, it's Satan. It's completely uncinematic. I actually do believe digital is Satan, but that's a discussion for another time. Yeah, but no, that's not a value judgment. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I don't have anything against Satan. Yeah, objectively, it's just though, that digital actually speaking, is, uh, is Lucifer himself. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but it's just, I guess something happened in that transition where just everything looked kind of like a slightly more expensive TV show. Um, yeah, there. I think that it must have. It must have to do with not 
having crew members that are really experienced in that sort of filmmaking and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and so, but Hound it genuinely does look cinematic, and they do interesting things with, with the camera, which is so. It's. I don't even know if I can say it's interesting. It's just it kind of seems like they do different things with the camera every ten shots or whatever. They, and that's they do like, things with the camera. Yeah, they do things with the camera. <laughs> so, like, it's just the bar they is very low for these. At stuff. Um, but anyway, the beginning. It's like uh, young Shia LaBeouf is like a bully school kid who's the son of the headmaster of this private school, and and I'll say Shia LaBeouf is pretty good in this role yeah, because the problem with Shia LaBeouf's other performances is that he kind of can't do anything without reminding you of a really whiny asshole 12 year old. Yeah. <laughs> and in this movie, he plays a whiny asshole 12 year old. Right. And so, and I thought there was genuine, so they're both competing for the same scholarship, which is, the Peterson scholarship, not to be confused with Jordan Peterson, um, the fame <laughs> scholar. Um, it actually has to do. Yeah, it's I, actually the Donald. He probably Peterson. gives out. He probably gives out a lot of scholarships. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm sure that he like goes through YouTube comment sections uh-huh. and is like, "This is an excellent YouTube comment. <laughs> I'm giving you a scholarship." Oh my god, you're right. Or just he goes to the Red Lobster and whoever is like operating the <laughs> tanks there, he's like, "You get this scholarship." Yeah, I, I love that you know. Hey, Red Lobster employee, I love that you <laughs> think that the difference between male lobsters and female lobsters is really significant to your life. Yeah, <laughs> and you think about it and all the time. I bet because you work here, you have to. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, me. That's something we need in academia. Me, a psychologist, um, also thinks about it all the time, which, you know, if you don't. That's normal. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so they're competing for the same uh, Jordan Peterson scholarship, and um, they both have presentations ready. And this is where, okay, so Ivan told me he he felt very ashamed about this he came crying to me right before we started recording and so mm-hmm. the only note he had in his as i always do yeah the only note um um written was uh jackie chan would make a cool president and i watched this a couple days ago yeah um and in my notes front and center pretty much the only thing i wrote about this movie was Jackie Chan would make a cool president. Right. And uh, I completely forgot the context. Yeah. So the context is that while, uh, let's see, Jay, the main character, uh, while Young Sonic, (laughs) while Young Sonic Mm -hmm. made a... um, made a presentation about recycling for his presentation for the scholarship. Shia LaBeouf's character, the bad whiny kid made a scholarship Mm -hmm. or made a presentation. Yeah. Young Indiana Jones made a presentation about why Jackie Chan would be a cool president, which if we're being honest, the Jackie Chan would make a cool president would be the more intriguing presentation in my view. Yeah. Um, but you know, definitely, that's a real IMDb I mean, goof that that's here. Part, <laughs> part of the problem is that um, making a a presentation for why he would be a cool president is such low hanging fruit, right? Because like, everyone thinks that you can't just. Uh, it's like, I I imagine that in these kinds of, uh, like, uh, speech, like public speaking classes, right or debate classes, things like that, they probably have to ban uh, arguments in favor of Jackie Chan being a cool president because that otherwise that would be like what everybody does. Right. You can't just you can't just make a presentation reinforcing the status quo because like, you know, if that's mm-hmm. what everyone believes, that's not you know, that's not intriguing. That's a good point. Um, yeah. But then so- Now I think if I was the teacher, I would also <laughs> ban people from doing a presentation about why he wouldn't be a cool right because that would just be untrue (laughs) yeah that's just like that's just ridiculous that's ridiculous um so the president or president the principal takes um jay's uh or young sonic's um 
presentation because that's what his flipbook, his mean flipbook, um, was drawn on. And so mm-hmm. that's just that's a crisis. And so Shia LaBeouf um, gets reprimanded by his dad, who also happens to be the headmaster of the school, and he finds um, his Jay's presentation and copies it word for word and presents it himself, which is uh, mm-hmm. you know tense. It's a uh, it's a bad situation, and so one day I guess. Jay <laughs> breaks into Shia LaBeouf's pool house to get back the presentation <laughs> as mm-hmm. proof, um, and then <laughs> it gets very convoluted. This whole this whole thing, but essentially, there's a dog, a show dog, who follows Jay home, and yeah. So Shia LaBeouf's mom, who is also the headmaster Ed Begley Jr.'s wife, mm-hmm. who's barely in the movie has a dog right who is let's say the main character of the, the movie. dog is the main, i would say <laughs> oh and i forgot to mention um jay has a brother who goes to um what was stark something stark oh yeah he goes to a military school right um but- and he's always talking about like you'll never make it at military school if you fail and don't get this scholarship, you're going to have to go to military yeah. school. But what I realized was this is high school. You can go to public high school. There. Yeah, you don't <laughs> have to get a scholarship to go to, to high, school. high school. High schools, you, you can just go the, to high school. <laughs> the two options aren't very expensive Are, high school that requires scholarships. Or military military academy. (laughs) Which military school, also expensive, but because his dad was a teacher there, he can get in for free. Um, I'm just thinking this family is very wealthy. (laughs) and But, like, not wealthy enough for their super wealthy high school. So that's, like, the crisis, (laughs) which honestly makes me not as... That seems like low stakes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't really invest me. Because if you look at their house, it's... A ridiculously nice home and like yeah i think that's what's going on here is that everyone in this family or everyone in this film is just super rich it just so happens that the bad guys are just way richer than the main characters who are just <laughs> regular rich <laughs> yeah um, that seems like a a common theme in these disney movies yeah that's very strange, and I don't understand why that's... That everyone's not even upper middle class. They're, like, upper upper class, but everyone around them is just more upper class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's very strange. It is strange. But anyway, the dog, Camille, um, a white Pomeranian, something like that. Uh, yeah, goes, I think so. Goes to, their, to um, Jay's house, go back to Young Sonic's house, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say, uh, this was such a disturbing scene when he turns on his TV, which for some reason only shows footage of military drills and like uh-huh. <laughs> old war footage. Yeah. He, he flips through the, the they have the old soldier channels <laughs> and they're all like military movies and, uh, like they're from like the seventies too, which is <laughs> footage of drill sergeants yelling yeah. at people. That's all that's on TV. That's all that's on TV. And then this dog does Which is really uh, s- a strong indictment of our right. like violence in our uh, in our media. The way yeah. we just accept imperialism as something we see on the tube. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. dog just watches this tube-based imperialism. Gets very interested and like I starts think- doing the salutes. Oh, I did. I Do think you, I missed that. What? No. Okay, I'll I'll have to send you this because this is absurd. This is the only thing I wanted to talk about in this movie was that basically the way they achieve this effect is they get like these two sticks. Oh with, like, yeah, fur at I the do end, remember and they, that. Yeah, and the dog does like. Which would be impossible, physically impossible for a dog, a dog to do. there and put a fake dog paw on its face. There are things that happen in this movie like that where it's just the world of this movie is like just, you know, real world, <laughs> nothing much. It's very grounded. It's very grounded. And then these things happen where you're like, is this, this is just what the movie's about, right? Like this <laughs> insane dog with crazy human military this- powers. 
and this no. dog I think I think this is sort of a indictment of like uh violence and the lionization of the military right. because after this dog watches all these military TV shows right. he or she, she I the believe. dog just goes crazy Nuts. and destroys everything yeah. tries to murder everyone and, um uh, it's horrifying. Yeah. Well, I have to point something out. So it, it, it gets darker, right? The, the it, it gets towards nighttime. Young Sonic has a bunch of leftovers that he mm-hmm. he feeds Camille the dog, and the dog just eats so much food. She cleans out the fridge, and then she goes berserk because apparently she doesn't have her medication or whatever, and so she just goes and destroys like the couches lampshades like tears up the ceiling what and then this is the gremlins this is a gremlin right basically (laughs) it seems to be a quadrupedal gremlin because he feeds him and then when it comes come nighttime (laughs) the dog goes just absolutely crazy and like the effects the puppet effects kind of seem gremlin adjacent too just because it, it goes from real dog to crazy uh, monster dog and it's just like a puppet yeah which is fun uh-huh it's a it, it's kind of like um the scene in for our uh patreon uh members we watched an episode of uh uh bizarre vark uh-huh and there was a roughly six hour long scene <laughs> where a guy gets attacked by a a cat, mm-hmm. which is clearly just a stuffed cat oh, that God. he holds onto his own face mm-hmm. and rides around. And that happens so often in this movie. It's That's pretty much this whole movie. Right. And there and there's a okay. So I I don't want to get into these sequences because they take up the bulk of the movie and it's just the dog terrorizing young Sonic and young Sonic's older brother when he gets home. Um, so basically that's just all you need to know happens in those scenes. Um, it's just young, it's just the gremlin dog goes crazy and destroys the house. But there is a part where Jay tries to go back and return the dog back to Shia LaBeouf's family. And the dog like follows, I don't know if you remember this, Ivan, but the dog follows him back as he tries to ride away. Mm -hmm. And there's a spring sound effect. And the dog jumps into Young Sonic's bike basket. Yeah, I do remember um, that. And it's very easy to see someone's arm <laughs> <laughs> just throwing a stuffed, a stuffed animal. It doesn't really look much like a dog. It just seems like they found a white ball of fluff that they just throw <laughs> into. I've taken pictures of this. <laughs> and, and and it's very easy to see. And there's a sequence where um, Jay like open like the the a drawer starts vibrating. So the dog is in there, and he opens it, <laughs> and out shoots what looks like a stuffed like cat. <laughs> yeah, at, um, I don't remember if there actually was a sound effect or it just looked like the sound effect, but it. It, there was like a bullet sound. There definitely were quite a few sound effects. It. So if the, if you think there's a sound effect, there probably was one because that's just how mm-hmm. ridiculous the sound design is. Um, and so so they hatch a plan to get this dog back to the the Bandusins. That's their name. Um, and he manipulates his voice so that um, the headmaster begins to think this is like a ransom situation. And mm-hmm. so. Um, I don't know why they do this. I forget why, but to buy time, they make Mr. Van Dusen do more and more ridiculous things to get the dog back. Um, like one of them involves just being at an ice rink for hours, and then it escalates well, it's to like, like. I think what what keeps happening is they make a uh, so so the headmaster thinks that they they stole the dog. Because it's a super valuable show dog right. and they're trying to ransom it back to him. But um, uh, they keep losing the dog. Right. Because so like will the they'll 
they tell him, we'll meet up here and we'll give you back the dog. But then the dog escapes right. and there's like seven it's more literally just, hours if they cut of this, dog running around. If they cut that part out, just like the, the repetition of those sequences, this movie would be like 40 minutes long. Yeah. Um, but it's still pretty great. <laughs> just like what happens because they make him go to... There's the my favorite gag in this movie is when they make him um when they make Mr. Van Dusen go to a bakery and buy this big cake and sing Itsy Bitsy Spider to like the bypassers and this just goes on for hours and hours until he finally is done with it gives this homeless man um the cake and then and then the the man who takes the cake you know very logically thinks oh he gave me the cake <laughs> so now i must take up the mantle of offering cake <laughs> yeah. to bypassers <laughs> and singing itsy bitsy spider and there are just little gags like that which i think uh make this film very tonally weird <laughs> and like cartoon i want to see a movie about that homeless guy who goes around giving cake to people yeah singing that's great that, that was a brilliant sequence and like there's just little little guys like that that make the whole thing worth it oh um and then there's one of the most ridiculous scenes is when they stuff a bag full of meat and they attach it to the back of their of young Sonic's brother's Jeep and they like drive it down the neighborhood to attract the neighborhood dogs trying to get Camille back. And then Camille bites the bag, is dragged by the bag, <laughs> um, <laughs> twists around a tree, and then lands on a trampoline in a neighbor's yard. And then yeah. the dog starts terrorizing the girl in the neighbor's yard. And it happens all the time. Yeah, it's just an everyday thing. Um mm-hmm. That happened to me this morning. Yeah, I'm so sorry. A dog bounced over into my yard and started biting and hitting me. Yeah, there's there's scenes where um, the funniest scenes are when you see the dog, you just hear the dog terrorizing um, whoever's being terrorized, and it sounds like there's like punching and kicking sound effects, <laughs> which yeah. is interesting. This dog could be like a professional MMA fighter. Yeah, I agree. But then it's absurd. The way the movie works this out is absurd because the dog finally calms down. And then and the way they explain it is, oh, the dog was just stressed out by all of its show duties. Like Well, was yeah, like they they say that um they need the medication that will make the dog not murder everyone. But then at the end, it's like, oh, she was just stressed out because of all the, the show, show stuff. It's it's kind of frustrating because <laughs> yeah, they just drop that premise immediately. <laughs> like after the whole that's movie. A, that's a level of, of stress that... Uh, I I'm thankful that I've been pretty stressed out, but not so stressed out that Just I terrorizing everyone. Try to kill everyone in my <laughs> sight with my own mouth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you did try to do that once when I came when I showed up to your home, but well, that's... yeah, I did see your face and spontaneously yeah, and decide to like, bite. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's, it, there's so much that happens in this movie, but basically, um, and then like they hatch this very weird scheme to like get the dog back, um, which involves the brother posing as a BMX magazine seller. Uh, so he distracts Shia LaBeouf, who's a big fan of BMX bikes, um, to stay mm-hmm. far enough from his pool house. So that um, who mostly he mostly disappears for for the middle of the movie, right? And he's set up as if he's the main villain. Yeah, at the beginning, uh-huh. and but he, like, then he mostly disappears, and his dad is his dad really is sort of the, the antagonist. Yeah, he's a blubbing sort of interesting uh, <laughs> sort of foil. Um, and oh, I forgot to mention that the headmaster's 
father-in-law shows up who's like the founder of the school and he's mm-hmm. disappointed in his um son-in-law for not bringing back the dog so now mm-hmm. he's like kicks <laughs> kickstarts this whole thing into gear where he really needs to find the dog again um and then so they return the dog they frame shia labeouf as having stolen the dog to basically i guess embezzle a bmx bike <laughs> With his yeah. father's money, which is which is the immediate conclusion the parents come up with when they see the dog in Shiloh Puff's pool house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, our dog was in <laughs> part of our house? Oh, no. That must mean you, our son, stole it. That must mean our son stole it to use the reward money <laughs> that, our, that your father offered up to buy a BMX bike that we didn't let you get. It's a genius plan. <laughs> yeah, it is the perfect crime in right, fairness. Right, right, right. Um, I think... Shia LaBeouf would have done it if he could have come up I think with Shia LaBeouf, if he came up with that, deserves to go to the Peterson Academy just for his brilliance in hatching yeah. that scheme. He doesn't mm-hmm. need that scholarship presentation. But anyway, so they redo the yeah. whole scholarship presentation because they find out Shia LaBeouf is a criminal, uh, which mm-hmm. he isn't. He doesn't get caught on plagiarizing the essay. He gets caught for being falsely framed yeah. <laughs> as having stolen his own dog. <laughs> <laughs> he never yeah it's a very he strange, pay for his plagiarism. yeah he he pays for some other thing that he, he didn't, didn't do and doesn't even make sense and then he gets forced to go to the military academy which again you don't have to go to that's not like yeah those aren't the only two <laughs> schools in the world also your family is super wealthy why can't you just go to the super expensive high school without the scholarship you don't need the scholarship in the first place just the logistics are crazy like if if that kid can't go to the peterson academy that school must have like eight students and they're all probably like carnegie's <laughs> like Mm -hmm. the world of this movie is strange they're all Jordan Peterson's they're all Jordan Peterson's children like his daughter who like only eats red meat or something (laughs) yeah it's it's weird that she doesn't only eat lobster yeah although lobsters are red so maybe that counts that definitely does count as red meat it's like her Mm -hmm. and like I don't know. What are some other like right wing child celebrities? Uh, hmm. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, probably, it's her and Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf is uh, his real life son, right? And probably Jake Paul. Jake Paul, yeah. So and Logan Paul. So this school only has like four or five students that are all the, these kids. But they're the coolest fucking people around, right? And they're all taught philosophy by Jordan Peterson, a man who literally doesn't even know what the word postmodernism is. Doesn't know what Marxism is either. Doesn't really. I don't. Not sure what he does. But anyway, um, what even happens after this? Like, so they get the dog back. Um. Jay, young Most of this movie is filler. Yeah, and Young Sonic wins the scholarship um, because he does mm-hmm. a presentation on handicap accessibility. Um, and Which is not like a theme of the movie. No, his like- friend is in a wheelchair, but that's like not really mentioned. It's cool that it's just like a part of her character, basically. Um, yeah. But then uh, it's weird because... The new headmaster is like the the father-in-law of Van Dusen, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. why? Because <laughs> aren't you like the founder? Yeah. Like, aren't you? Why? If he could be the headmaster, wouldn't he already right. be the headmaster? Like, like, did he come out of retirement for this? Yeah, it's very, I don't think that's how... I mean, I'm sure you could do... I mean, they basically own the institution, but why would you do that? It's it's a very... Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. If he wanted to be the headmaster. Right. Like... And, like, it's weird because the subtext of this movie is, like, oh, these rich people are also, like, evil, and they're very rich. 
Um, but then the richest guy of them all, the guy who owns everything in the movie, is like the good guy who like saves the day. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. It's very very strange. Um, me thinks that Disney Channel doesn't yeah. take like the, <laughs> the time and thought to like deliver a consistent like socioeconomic message in their movies. Yeah, but nevertheless, I like. I like the phrase me thinks because it's both very fancy and academic and also baby talk. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're so right. It's sort of uh Me thinks is that what horseshoe theory yeah, That's horseshoe is? theory actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Yeah. It's the fancier you get to something, the more it becomes mm-hmm. like baby talk. But anyway, I think that's what Jordan Peterson. That's what Jordan. Pe- uh, oh my god, yeah. Jordan Peterson is secretly the most brilliant professor. <laughs> yeah, what everything is like, you know, post it, the reason why postmodernism and Marxism, two things that are literally opposites of each other, <laughs> are really the same thing, is because they're both too complicated for him to understand, right. and thus become baby talk and this are controlled by a new world order by Mm -hmm. a philosophy that was cooked up in the 19th century and a movement that was popular maybe a while ago (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely not now (laughs) so yeah but he put neo in the yeah in the um no, so it all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh This is this is I'm sure everybody in our audience will know exactly what obscure bullshit we're talking about. Right. <laughs> um anyway. Um It sounds like somebody's being someone's murdered. Someone's getting definitely in murdered. Your building. Yeah. It's unfortunate. <laughs> well, we can play this podcast as like a bit of evidence for that. Yeah. And yeah, we could be like the witness mm-hmm. from the movie The Witness. Yeah, or it's like the the blow up in the movie The Blow Up. Mm-hmm. Or uh the Nightcrawler in the movie Nightcrawler. Or cuz we got a f- a crime on camera. Yeah, or uh or blowout in the movie Blowout, which has nothing to do mm-hmm. with this. <laughs> or or uh, Rubber from the movie <laughs> Rubber. Or Flubber from the movie Flubber. Uh, okay. That was my favorite character in that movie. Flubber, Flubber. from Rubber? <laughs> what if... Okay, I'm not even going to say... Okay, so... <laughs> um, Were you going to say what if Rubber was about a sentient condom? No, that's interesting, though. <laughs> I was going to say, what if Rubber was about, like, an evil flubber? But then I realized flubber is about an evil flubber. <laughs> but, um, so, the it just seems really cruel to me that Shia LaBeouf is sent to the military academy for no reason other than he's framed for stealing his own dog. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird tonal thing. Um, it's weird. He did a bad thing, but it wasn't this he, he, yeah it wasn't even the crime that he was accused of and also you, there are other places to go <laughs> it's just it's high school <laughs> but yeah that aside um and then camille has puppies right and like young sonic gets one of the puppies and that's how the movie ends mm-hmm. yeah and then that's the end of the movie there's not a, like there's a ton of stuff that happens but none of it actually connects really <laughs> it's just yeah, it really is almost all just weird filler that doesn't go anywhere. Right. Okay, now I have to make my confession to you, Ivan. Now that we're done talking oh. about the plot, I have mm-hmm. to say, I really, really love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I didn't think it was bad. I um I had to- there were definitely some things that gave me pleasure. Yeah, it's. It's just, I think it might be the funniest Disney Channel movie because it sounds absurd, but then they just go they just go buck wild. 
<laughs> the dog <laughs> the dog is a murderer the dog there's yeah the the level of like how how much this dog wreaks havoc the dog destroys a home and it, it like just breaks through a door yeah, it, at one point <laughs> and like it terrorizes this this tough guy military that that just that juxtaposition is very very funny and it happens a lot and yeah it's just it, it's exceptional <laughs> this movie is the best movie i've ever seen yeah it actually is um the best movie ever made yes agreed <laughs> Oh my god. So, with that in mind, do you think that this movie is better or worse than the movie we watched last time, Geek Charming? Geek Charming. I want to say it's better than Geek Charming. Uh I think in Geek Charming the the movie gets by on the charm. <laughs> of the <laughs> of the protagonists i guess and their chemistry and that's it and there's <laughs> there's nothing that movie's kind of annoying i'd say and hounded i just thought was a blast <laughs> mm-hmm. it's genuinely enjoyable it's like it's like watching a, a disney channel gremlins <laughs> i hope you don't get hounded by the press for taking <laughs> such a they're at my door <laughs> mhm um, They're the lamestream media, right? <laughs> is trying to. I there's something interesting about the hounded IMDb page. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Did you oh, really? enjoy this better or worse than Geek Charming? Um, I think I'll go with you. I think it's I I think they're pretty close. Um, in how much I enjoyed uh-huh. them in my mind. Uh, but I. I'd say I watched this one more recently, so sure. <laughs> That's a good metric. I like I like that this movie has genuine gags. Like, um, there's this one thing where the principal takes away um, a kid's like video game in the beginning of the movie, and throughout the entire movie, he's just playing the same video game <laughs> until oh, yeah. towards the end, his his father-in-law says something upsetting to him, and he throws it in his in his fireplace. <laughs> he throws the video game in the fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god, I just I think yeah, there's stuff I, like that that's cool. Ed, this movie definitely wouldn't be the same without Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, Ed Begley Jr. makes it. And I think everyone kind of does a good job. Um, I, I never feel like it's like Disney Channel stars trying to do acting. And like, mm-hmm. I felt there's this really actually weirdly emotional scene in the middle where um, young Sonic talks about talks to his younger talk to his talks to his older brother about how he was never emotionally bonded because his brother was just like cold and distant the entire relationship yeah. and he talks about how after their father died he had a nightmare and tried to crawl into his brother's bed and he kicked him out and how that seared into the mind of his 7-year-old self and how his older brother insulted him by calling him a baby, but he was only seven years old and how he was a baby. And it's just this incredibly tearful scene in the middle of a, of a movie about a dog that goes haywire for no reason. It's the pathos of this Wait movie. Wait a minute. Wild. Yeah, that that was a, a pretty surprisingly good uh, good scene. Yeah. And, and they he did off. a good job of... Uh, delivering it yeah because especially considering he was like 13 years old when they made this movie. right and like considering that every other disney channel movie not every other but 80 percent of disney channel movies is about worrying about like how cool you look at school or like the crush you have or whatever (laughs) which Mm -hmm. you know is it's i'm not saying that's like not good fodder for a movie but when it becomes every movie (laughs) It gets a little exhausting. Oh, I'm looking at his uh, his credits now, and uh, he also played Wade in Kim Possible. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I think he should be a star. Like, yeah, he's. I'm looking at this picture. He's pretty handsome. Yeah, 
he he's 32 years old now that's what a cool guy that's wild born in honolulu he has he has two triplets what (laughs) yeah that's incredible oh no he's brothers with he he's the younger brother of two twins yeah he's the younger brother of the um the twins who are in twitches which oh yeah would be a shame i feel bad for him because then he has to live up to that that's probably why he's not a star is because he had to live up to the twitches couldn't quite make it Mm -hmm. um i have yeah nobody can fill those shoes nobody can fill the twitches shoes especially that of Mm -hmm. twitches too they're probably full of like magical frogs or something right (laughs) Um, I have to point out something about this IMDb page. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I am dabbing. I am dabbing, yeah. <laughs> um, under the quote section, there's one quote, and it's uh, Jay saying, Why are you here? You said you'd be home at 600 hours. You're like 500 hours early. Um, and that's, that's the only funny. quote that's on the IMDb page for Hounded. Um, there's a couple of things about this. <laughs> The fact that this is the only quote is funny on its own. Um, because what is the life of the person who like thought that line specifically was so hilarious they had to put it in here? But also it's wrong. It's 1,600 <laughs> hours. It's not 600 hours. Um, just, just felt like I needed to throw that out there. It, it's interesting stuff. I'm still looking through his credits, and uh, I found a very uh, interesting film that he seems to have started. Right. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> it's horrifying. It's called uh, Hermy and Friends, Buzzy <laughs> the Misbehaving Bee. <gasps> um, wait, wait, wait. And, uh, oh, my God. It has Don Knotts in it. Wait. Oh, my. I know what this is. Wait, I've definitely had this. This movie... This is like Christian. ...is horrifying looking. Just I'm looking at the cover. The cover is beautiful. I don't know if I've seen this specific one, <laughs> but I do know what Hermie and Friends is. It's like VeggieTales, but more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, this looks like VeggieTales... Uh... Combined with, um, there's a, a show I re- vaguely remember from being really l- young about, like, a, a ladybug who's friends with all the other bugs, you know? Mm-hmm. She's a lady. Um, early CGI. This is like that, but more horrifying looking. Right. One of- and uh, it's got to be with... A fawn's haircut. Yeah. And a leather jacket. Um, I need to point out that you bring up Don Knotts. And uh, do you want to guess what his last role is? Don't look at his page. Um, What is his last role? His I'm last... going to say Busby the Misbehaving Bee. <laughs> close, close. It was Air Buddies, and he played uh, <laughs> Sniffer. <laughs> so that's interesting his role before that he was most of his roles were the Hermie and Friends series of videos I have to say which is interesting um Uh, so uh I'm looking at the plot summaries of this film on IMDB mm -hmm. which I can only uh imagine you wrote (laughs) because it says Busby is a bee who loves to spell. He disagrees with the garden rules, which is sinful heresy. (laughs) Some chubby caterpillar kicks him out of the beehive. Will he get back home in his hive? Will he sacrifice a tadpole to God? Buy now to find out. And that was written by God. God himself. (laughs) Um, Let's, oh my God incredible uh. anyway um, have we uh have we exhausted the busby <laughs> the busby hot p- plot well if 
um, any more information about this movie existed on the internet, we wouldn't have. But right. It's, as we, far we, as we, I can tell, we defer we, to the, we, the plot summary of we, Busby. We, we know everything there is to know about this. Right. Um, yeah. So, how, how do you want to end this? Um, I think the best way to do this would be, uh, like, ritual suicide. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, if you have any other better suggestions, I'd be open to it. Yeah. But... Mm, I can't really think of any oh i'll definitely i've definitely taken like 80 screenshots of this movie <laughs> just see parts where you can see like the doll being thrown around and like <laughs> so i'll definitely post that at yeah. Some point. yeah that should definitely be on our uh facebook group yeah but uh um, besides that not much else to say i yeah i think that uh we are uh the the preeminent p uh providers of information about the movie we just talked Hounded. about whatever I think, it was has anyone ever talked about this movie like the minute after it was released like who who <laughs> even has thought about this i'm sure one thing that i like about disney channel original movies is that there is somebody in the world to whom this movie is very important right i think the thing about this film specifically is that I would feel crazy having watched it and seeing so little information like on the internet about it that I would just assume that like I made it up. Like it was a dream. Yeah. That, and that's sort of how it is with, with a lot of these movies where it's like these movies were made and exist and continue to exist. And it's like but... the, the people who made them don't seem to really even exist. Like, I don't know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of shadow organization they're a part of. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they're not... They made no noticeable impact on popular culture. Yeah. But continue to exist in some kind of liminal space. Mm-hmm where only people who were already aware of it can become aware of it. Right. And the thing is, they directed a movie. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) That's a pretty difficult endeavor. Like, I... It's it's wild. It's like, it's a lot of one-and-donners. Yeah. Yes. But, uh... That's how I'd like to live my life. Make one Disney Channel original movie and be done. Done with this plane. I would, I'd like to go, like, not just movies, but, like, I'd make one movie that um, is immediately forgotten about. Maybe I'd write one novel that's immediately forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, make one painting right. that's immediately forgotten about. I think that that would be a really uh, satisfying way to live life. It's like a nomad. Right. The man with no country from uh, the 70s. Uh, <laughs> and then you have some wackos talking about it on a podcast like 20 <laughs> years later. <laughs> yeah. I really want to hear a podcast that's like, this is Ivan's painting. Yeah. <laughs> it he sucks so it bad. Ago. <laughs> it's the worst. It's so bad. It's almost like. It's almost like a real painting. <laughs> this is the closest that any of these have gotten to a real painting, a real work of art. But no dice. I would take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, it's so close. This is all. If I made a painting and somebody said this is almost a real painting, I would be very flattered by that. Um. Hello? All right, if there's not anything else to talk about. You definitely cut out for like a second there, but I will pretend to have understood. <laughs> if there's anything else uh, we need to talk about, then um, we will. And if there's not, there we won't. Um, sorry for the uh, multiple in a row 
uh, just yeah, people are two. riding in the streets about that. Yeah, there there are people listening out there that are like, this is almost a real podcast. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is so close. <laughs> Everybody knows that any good podcast has to have at least three people right and at most three people but we have four which is great uh-huh that makes us better than everybody else yeah. but we can never get them uh in the same place at any time yeah, unfortunately but um you know what once we yeah. start the color friendship commune it won't be mm-hmm. so difficult once we all live in the woods mm-hmm. but with uh just We'll have an, a, a like a diesel generator or something yeah. that will make enough power for us to record a podcast and watch Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we can uh, finally uh, take over. Yeah, the world. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess I'm Josh Park. I don't know why I said I guess. I... Uh, more conviction. I am I Josh mean, Park. Can you ever really be sure? <laughs> That's true. I guess I am Josh Park. I, I'm Ivan. Therefore, I am right. Clark. And this is, I suppose, the color of friendship. That's a major possibility. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's. Good night, if you're and watching this at night, listening to it. Is there a, a way that we usually end I this? Feel like, I, I feel like the way we usually end this is by someone asking how we end this. So <laughs> The way that we, well, the way that we usually end it is um, Joel tries to get us to all do a sing-along, and we uh, don't do it. We don't do it because we're killed. <laughs> or we do it really bad. Yeah. So let's uh, not do that. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> Ciao. Who let the dogs out? Who? I'm gonna do that's what it is.